the news on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. When? Just now. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Didn't. I did. I didn't. I'm telling you, I did. You did not. Oh, I'm sorry, is this a five-minute argument or the full half hour? Oh. What I saw last night was all about him. He didn't speak to you or your concerns or the American people even once. I thought it was a great evening. It was an exciting evening. I see the ratings were very high. And it was good to be there. Felt very comfortable. And I appreciate all the good words. Marlene Mealy, Mealy used to work here at 680 CJOB. Home is California. Jason Merrick's home is now Florida. But I gather, Jason, you're in California tonight? I'm in California tonight, yes. Okay. Uh, let's begin with you, Marlene. Uh, are you looking to move back to Canada? Yes. <laughs> That's my short answer. We have discussed it. Yes, we have discussed it. The only problem is, is your winter. <laughs> We're not crazy about the winter. That hasn't changed, winters. just so you know. Well, with global warming, you never know. It's uh, <laughs> it's fire. We, in- have the, we have the political climate problem here. You have the climate problem. <laughs> Jason, how about you? Uh, no, I'm happy where I am. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a rough patch right now, but you have to look at the... Uh, the long-term view of things, I think, you know, at some point things will start to uh, calm down and uh, normalize, whatever that may be. But, uh, no, I, I like it where I am. Did you I do bo- miss Winnipeg. So. Did you both watch the debates last night, Jason? Uh, I did, yes. And um, what did you think of it? Uh, uh, well, I have to be honest. I, I'm not overjoyed with what I saw uh, by either of the two candidates. Um, I think it's a little bit of an embarrassment you know, to the United States. Um, it's, you know, indicative kind of of what's going on with the times right now. Um, I think people are, I, I just basically think people are starting to lose it. And, um, you know, on both sides of the aisle, but it, w- it was not an overly impressive debate to me on either side. I- I love, Jason, how you call it a, a bit of a rough patch and say you weren't overly impressed. You're, you're so, we still have the Canadian in you. Um, can you vote? Are you eligible to vote? I am. I became an American citizen about 10 years ago, so I am eligible to vote, yes. Okay. And uh, Marlene, are you able to vote? I am not. No, I am not okay. an American citizen. One of the reasons I decided not to become an American citizen is because mostly because of the politics of this country, thinking that I may move back someday. So that was my reasoning for that. And uh, I thought that, yeah, I was not impressed by the debate either. And I think the debate really showed everyone what America is like right now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. The world is in the middle of a pandemic. The, the country's severely divided, and that's exactly what showed in the debate last night and yeah it was it was not it was a very very ugly side of america and that's basically where we are right now it's kind of ugly i'm sure it within your friend group um most of them are able to vote uh are any of them undecided did the debate change anything for anybody no, I think most people have already been decided. I think by now people are decided, which is why I think the, they should probably just not even do the next 
than last two debates because I think most Americans are already decided, and most of the all the people that I that I know, everybody got their ballots here in the mail yesterday. My husband got his ballot in the mail, and you know if you if you have not decided by now, by the time you've got your ballot, then then you and then I don't know. You should know by now who you're going to vote for. You really should. And based on what's happening in this country right now, I it's it's really not a lot of great choices. <laughs> frankly, Mar- Marlene, is this the first time your husband will vote using a mail-in ballot? No, he's been doing mail-in ballot for a few years already. Yeah, he's been doing it for a few and, years already. And so the ballot wasn't found in the side of a ditch somewhere. <laughs> No, as a matter of fact, they made, they actually hired more staff here to make sure that everyone was going to get their ballots. They are making sure people are getting those ballots. They are going out of their way to make sure they do, which is a great thing. I think that's fantastic because of the way the, po- the postal system has been working lately. By the way, i got to tell you something. I sent my sister... Uh, package on April 22nd, and she just got it two weeks ago. What? So, yeah. So, so just to show you how <laughs> how crazy it is. <laughs> Jason, um, how about in Florida? Are you going to be voting in person by mail-in ballot? How's that going to all shake down for you? Well, it's interesting. I have mail mail-in ballots at my house right now, and uh, I am going to be voting in person, but. Um, but I do actually have mail-in ballots uh, at my house. Um, in terms of the United States Postal Service, uh, probably next to the Internal Revenue Service, one of the most inefficient uh, organizations um, on the planet. And I have a lot of friends in the United States who are Republicans, my brother being one of them in Denver, and he will not vote for Donald Trump, but he identifies himself as a Republican. And simply because there is such a dichotomy between the two parties in the states and what they stand for, and a lot of Republicans that I know like the economic policies they've seen in the last few years, but they just can't handle Trump. Does that summarize a lot of people's feelings, Jason? Uh, I would agree with that, yes. Um, The, you know, Trump obviously is not somebody who you want to your kids to model after. Uh, he's not somebody who, uh, you know, who you want to model yourself after. Um, but again, it kind of all boils down to policy. Uh, when Hillary Clinton lost the election in 2016, you know, it opened up the door for the Republicans to nominate Supreme Court justices, which is a completely separate issue, which I'm sure we're not going to get into today. The net effect of that is what's going on right now. And um, that's another reason why people would tend to vote along party lines and not really consider the candidate themselves uh, because of the implications of where they align, you know, politically uh, has vast implications uh, for the future. Um, So, you know, I, I absolutely, you know, the, the behavior, like I said, of both of the candidates, but, you know, Trump in particular is embarrassing. Um, I'm, I'm sorry that my kids have to watch this. Uh, and, and my son, who's turning 16, uh, actually did watch it. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it's not, not somebody who I want him to model himself after, for sure. Jason, you have the, the perspective of knowing both the Canadian and, and the U.S. systems. Um, there was a lot of talk about, you know, voter fraud and all of this kind of nonsense, um, which I thought was incredible when there's so many big issues on the table. Um, are you not on a, on a list like we are in Canada? And does this highlight the fact that the two-party system maybe isn't the way to go anymore? I 100% agree with you. Uh, for myself, you know, without getting too "quote unquote" political, I mean, I'm more of a fiscal conservative. I'm a, a you know a former chartered accountant, now a CPA in Canada through Ontario, and a CPA in the United States through the state of Florida. Uh, I'm more fiscally conservative, um, but you know, I have a lot of liberal views on other things, and I've spoken to a lot of friends of mine, and and I know for sure they would agree. Uh, that the two-party system at this point is archaic and we need to start moving in a different direction. And as far as the lists go, are you on a list? Do they enumerate people? I have to be honest, I don't know exactly how that works. I mean, I was sent mail-in ballots. I could mail my ballots in and I could probably go to a polling station. I don't know whether I would get caught or not. I have to be... Listen... Like I said, with the with the Internal Revenue Service the way they run and the United States Postal Service the way they run, they're two very, very inefficient, very, very inefficiently run organizations. I'm not big on government handling things. So, um, you know, for me personally, that's that's not the way that's not the way I lean. I like to rely on myself um, and I don't li- I like to have to rely on government you know, to do things for me. Obviously, they make certain decisions for me and create laws and stuff like that. But just a very, very inefficiently, you know, inefficiently run organization. And, you know, I teach an accounting class at Lynn University in Boca. And one of the first things I explain to my students is, if you run your business like governments run their business, you will be out of business in a day. You huh. probably won't even Marlene, uh, they did talk a little bit in the debate about California and the fact that it continues to burn. Apparently, you just have messy forests. Um, So how did that play over in the state? Well, everyone is of the consensus here in California that it is it is climate change, and there's no denying it. I have noticed a decrease. Let me give you a good example. We have a, um, a our furnace has not kicked in the last two winters. So let's put it that way. We have our furnace set at 65 degrees. It has not kicked in the last two winters at all. So that gives you, that to me always tell. that's always a really good indicator to me of how, and we're not getting any rain. We're hardly getting any rain. So that of course is a big problem. And yes, if you live in California, there's no denying that climate change is making a big difference and yes it is it and i just thank goodness that most of the fires that are usually um farther inland because we're closer to the coast so we're we're usually okay when it comes to fires but not always and we've been very lucky so far and it's definitely on everyone's minds it's definitely on governor newsom's mind as well and he's he's quite frankly absolutely uh, appalled that people aren't even acknowledging it 
the federal government is not even acknowledging it. So, yeah, it's a problem, and it's going to continue to become a problem. Marlene, perhaps you'll move back here where our insurance rates for houses are not $20,000. So we'll wait and see what happens whether you return to, to Manitoba or Canada. Jason Merrick, also, thanks for your time. All the best. I'm sure we'll talk again before Election Day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. The News on CJOB with Richard Cloutier and Julie Buckingham.